Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Legends podcast, your source for the thoughts and views of the top players and content creators. Here is your host, Ship Class Hero. Uh, hello everyone, it's I, Jim Class Hero, again with another episode of the Elder Scrolls Legends podcast. We'll be on episode 18 now, actually, uh, and we're doing a round table, so let me go around the table and introduce my guest for this evening, <clears throat> or morning, I, morning, evening for someone. <laughs> Alright, so, first guest is Honey T. How you doing today, Honey? Doing well, hello, hello. Alright, following that, if you go clockwise, we have Romanesque. Okay, there's no table. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm dodging a table. Actually, if direction-wise, Link would be on the right, because it's the map, right? Because Australia. And then Romanesque is on the left of me. So Honey Tea might be across. Either way, I'm going too far to this. <laughs> but Romanesque, how's it going, buddy? See, you're doing well. Well, you know what they say about, like, the early bird gets the worm? Well, who the hell wants worms? <laughs> birds. Birds, Roman. So, yeah, so, uh, just ask Link how he's doing. <laughs> Why? Okay. So, it's Link, how's it going, man? I think a possum just shot someone outside. You might that big bang didn't interrupt your... <laughs> oh, this is excellent. Someone was, I'm sorry, someone was shot outside? Did you see a possum shot someone? Well, there's a possum causing noise out there, so we'll see if that destroys your podcast or not. Uh, I, I mean, it's probably more interesting than some of the guests there have been here in the past 18 weeks. I have... Jeez, savagery. Romance one of those guests. Alright, so... Uh, Alright, so Romance, okay, I guess we'll get to the big topic at first at hand here. Uh, Vodcast no longer giving drops. This was something we, you know, had hoped for. Well, many, I just, I'm not going to say everyone. Many people have hoped for the Vodcast subject drops, as previous, many discussions kind of devolved to, I'm actually going to show the Reddit thread where Solid Age, our community manager, discusses that, <coughs> so you shouldn't see that on your screen. And for those who are going to be listening on items and such, I'll give you a basic rundown. Basically, the current state of vodcasts are they no longer give drops. The future plan is, once they work everything out on the API, is to have uh, vodcasts to provide drops, but smaller or at a lesser rate than live streams. Uh, I'm very excited about this change. I think it's very healthy for the game. I think... It'll not destroy people who want to vodcast certain events. Like, if you want to do a tournament again, sure, you get to get the drops while we're watching the tournament, depending on the time frame. Kind of the initial, or even like a podcast, for instance, you know, like, kind of like the initial intent of vodcast for events. While if you're live streaming, it encourages people to watch you because they'll get either more or better prizes for it. And it helps support live streamers. I think that's a great balance. Of course, there were some people who were really upset. In fact, let's see, it's still 80% upvoted, but interesting. It's very interesting to me to see like the pushback. In fact, the top comment currently seems to be against the announcement. People really like their vodcast, which I find very interesting. So I've talked enough, so we're going to switch through the table, and I'll go counterclockwise and introduce Link. Your thoughts? 
Um, so I found I tend to be the guy on the opposite side of most people. So I'm not sure I was the best to go first, but I don't, I didn't hate the vodcasts and I don't, I don't know, it's different this time. I don't think much changes with this because Twitch allows streaming uh, video these days. So all of the vodcasters are exactly the same. They just don't have the vodcast tag anymore because they can just stream uh, the same video they were always doing. Vodcast tag was always just a courtesy, so I don't think anything's changed. But then ever since I made a Smurf account, these things are being, like, they are legitimately useful. You still, I still watch exactly the same amount as Twitch as always. I just also have a vodcast open, so it hasn't affected my viewership at all. Okay, very good to see. Uh, good to see. I'm, I'm, just to finish off, okay. um, sorry, the one other thing I'd forgotten. Uh, I'm not a fan of how personal a lot of people have been getting to. That You can hate the system all you like. You can hate drops. You can hate vodcasts. But I don't like how personal some people have been getting like the attacks on well, just a lazy gamer and others that i agree with 100 i think the personal attacks could get out of hand attacks on bradford and lazy gamer on twitter wars and all this it's it's actually really it's a little disheartening to see the community kind of devolve i mean it's a controversial issue i guess but i don't think personal attacks were needed i concur with that 100 the only person that you really should be attacking is romanesque that's always justified in my eyes. But, <laughs> but I don't know, it's just kind of insane to see it. Like, people were getting, like, seeing the comments where, like, some guy mentioned, like, a voodoo doll of uh, Lazy Gamer. Some people were talking about <laughs> the DDoSing Brad. It was just it's kind of a shame to see people think it's so personally versus having a discussion. But, I mean, this is kind of internet culture. So, to an ex- I don't want to say to an extent it's, it's expected, but this is the internet. So I'll swing it continuing should be Romanesque now. Your thoughts on the change? Well, 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 there's a lot of things to say, and I can't say all of them because we're here for an hour. But uh, first, I think that vodcasts in themselves are a poor idea that's poorly implemented by Twitch overall. I feel like they don't really have direction as to why they would implement this because they have a VOD system that's very good. So if someone wants to watch uh, someone's streams from from yesterday, they can watch the VOD and they can even post comments on the VOD and people can answer those comments. So the whole idea of the VODcast was created mostly because some events like to rerun stuff like DreamHacks, eSports events, any kind of event really or any kind of exceptional thing they like to do reruns because some people might have missed it and they want to have the Twitch chat experience watching them, which is completely fine. Uh, obviously, when they implemented the podcast, they were thinking of uh, streamers of, well, streams of a certain magnitude. They didn't think that vodcasts for people who get 10 viewers would ever matter, right? Because even if the people start the podcast, it's going to be super down the list and no one's going to see it. But the problem is, that when they start giving people free stuff to watch streams, that vodka, streaming videos or like vodcasts work, then suddenly you have the issues that we discussed with Matt Oblivion a couple of weeks ago, like yeah. a month ago? Yeah, around a month or so, yeah. 
when people click on your game and they go to the first stream because the first stream is the ambassador for your game. The first stream right now is Spanish drop guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh god, it was it. So obviously, like, there's a serious problem with that. And I also had issues with Lazy Gamer being first stream, not because he's a terrible person, not because he's a bad streamer, just because, well, there are many people who create a lot more content and a lot better content than him, and that get a lot more viewers, like real viewers than he does it's it kind of has the same effect as botting even though you're botting real people and that's kind of what annoys me obviously the the spanish drop guy example link said that it doesn't change anything to remove drops on vodcast because well everyone just will start running videos only one person has been doing that so far and everyone else still has the vodcast eyes or stop podcasting so it's not true that it changed nothing and I would assume that since this change comes from Twitch and not Bethesda, they probably will look into something like people streaming videos without the podcast deck. Because while Bethesda have uh, sometimes uh, done things that show that they didn't consider everything that could happen, Twitch usually doesn't like people to take them from idiots. And that's pretty much what Spanish Drop Guy is doing right now. So uh, I don't know. I, I think that. Is system in the right direction because at least now that most top streams are actually streams. I think vodcasts are fine. I don't think they belong with live streams. Okay, yeah, I think what you're saying. It's a very bad leak image when you uh, <clears throat> see a page. You see, like I think there's a picture taken by Furo and even Bradford Lee took a picture actually of just when you go to when you went, at one point you went to the Twitch uh, page of Elder Legends and you saw you know. Vodcast, vodcast everywhere to spread out on the page. It looks like does anyone is everyone alive? Does anyone stream this game? Actually, is it worth streaming? I just see videos, you know. So that was a bad image. Also, guys, feel free to chime in on each other. I think this round table format I kind of wanted to be more conversation. So if everyone that says something, other two, Lincoln, honey, feel free to jump in and criticize or agree. Oops. Uh, but <clears throat> moving through the table, honey, T, your thoughts on this announcement? Yeah. So I think uh, Roman kind of basically hit the nail on the head um, in the, so far as it, it has changed the directory. If you go and you look at the Elder Scrolls Legends directory now, you're not going to see, you know, podcast upon podcast upon podcast. They're primarily live streamers now. Yes, there are a couple people that are just streaming videos 24-7 or whatever, but the majority of them are going to be live. So in that respect, it is it has kind of changed. You, you see, there will be there's a few of them there you can see, but not nearly to the degree that there was before. And they're certainly not clogging up the directory near as much. Now, that's not to say that that's not going to happen, that these podcasters won't at some point try and cheat the system and just run 24-hour video and things like that. And, you know, if Twitch jumps in and they fix that, well, quote-unquote fix that, whatever, um, the, 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 the ultimate problem is the drops themselves, in my opinion. Like, Drops are a good idea, but it has cultivated a culture within the game that is inherently unhealthy. Like, I can get rewarded more for turning on a stream than I can for playing the game. And ultimately, you want people to play your game. And that's that's the problem that the, the drop culture creates. Okay. I think drops, like, like this, I think the consensus is... Awesome idea, but terrible execution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I really like. I, I like. The, I think the concept of drops. I have a full collection, so it doesn't really mean much to me. 
But I think for a newer player, when you hop in, then you can get, like, 1,500 soul gems. I mean, that's rare, but, I mean, if you get it, that's a free legendary, and that's awesome. I think you, I really... Hmm? You also have to think that... You have to put drops in context. In context, the the drops, even even if you even if you would think that they're badly implemented, it it's still a lot better than no drops. Because even though some people could say that it's unhealthy, because like it basically rewards you for not playing the game. Overall, in terms of actual player base, the game. The game basically almost died this spring, and the drops <laughs> were like one of the things that actually revitalized like, yeah. enough new players that it was worth playing it. And many streamers just started actually streaming other games, and they came back with the twist drops. CBH did that. Bradfordly did that. I did that. Link did it. I Link didn't do that. <laughs> I, I I just streamed some Gwent and Eternal. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. One time, uh, that's a funny story. I was streaming Eternal and CVH hosted me, and I felt kind of dirty. And I was like, "You got caught cheating," you know? Like, that's <laughs> it was bad, man. But there were some dark times, no doubt, man. Like, like drops are kind of revitalized. Yeah, like they were... if, if you need like drops, I like an artificial respirator. Obviously, it's not healthy for you to stay on that stuff for multiple years, but if you're going to die, it's better than nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's, yeah, exactly that's, a, that's, that's a fair analogy, yeah. I, like it. I, I did do two Gwen streams, full confession. Yeah, well, yeah. Link almost streamed another game. <laughs> oh, yeah, Link did, I did some internal... I, I, I didn't give a variety streamer for a while there, but I still played it, but it was like, it was dark times, man. I remember, like, it goes CVH, and then he'd host me, and we were the only two people streaming, like... It got really like kind of lame, and then drops. We have to admit, though. I think we have to admit, like people were complaining about drops. We have to admit that they like resurged the game. Without drops, this game is is done. Back in my day, I some days I had <laughs> oh, God. viewers, and it was a tough stream. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, though. You know, that's it's true. That that how it was. You know. Yeah. I, I was happy with so many viewers. Like, yay, tough stream. Now Vodcast gets. A hundred times that. <laughs> a hundred times. It's, it's, so a, a lot of, sorry, a lot of people had claimed that if you got rid of drops, we go straight back to that though, and that's not true no, at all. Not true. Yeah, I don't like, think. Yeah, I don't think that's true at all. Like, even but if you helped. can't tell, like people that had come without drops, even if you can't tell that, you can look at subscribe accounts for streams, and they're all way higher than anything previous. That's true. And subscribers well, clearly aren't just drop farmers. No, obviously, it's like the idea of drops is really that, well, you give out free stuff, you bring out maybe like a bunch of new of new people, and out of those, maybe 20% actually watch the stream, and 10% actually will stay playing the game. But 10% of a shitload of people is a shitload of people. <laughs> I love that quote to live by. 10% of a shitload of people is a shitload of people, I feel you though. I mean, out of 1,000 people, 10% is 100, right? So that's, that's a good no. I mean, and it's I'm really happy to see like because a lot of people said, "Well, your game." I in that thread, I said, "No." Some people were saying, "Since you're taking the job of a vodcast, the game is suddenly going to die." And okay, uh, <laughs> jokes on them. <laughs> there's something that you have to be careful with Reddit. It's that 
logic is missing. No, I feel like multiple people were very, very clumsy in how they handled this. I think that Bradford Lee should not have that protest his crusade because he was in a poor position to do this because of team prophecy. Yeah, I think that lazy gamers should not have started flinging shit at Brad on Reddit because he was in a poor position to do that as well. <laughs> That's a fair point. Both people being in a poor position to do things and still doing them make people hate both of them. It's an outstanding look at it. And if you, Reddit is already a very polarized media, and if you polarize people even more, you get stuff like what happened. I mean, I enjoyed Brad for his sentiment, but his protest was really off. It was like protesting the vodcast by vodcasting. It'd be like me protesting killing of animals by killing animals. Like, you know, it'd be like... It was an attempt at making a point, and maybe oh, yeah. that point was valuable. It's just, it was as poorly implemented as a drop system. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to say, uh, it's kind of a shame, for sure. Like, I mean, like, this, the, I know, the protest was, while his heart was in the right place, it was a bad execution, I think. It was just vodcasting, saying no one cares, and like a better way to go about it. But and then lazy gamer and the, the, the rivalry and you know, I think it wasn't really a rivalry. I think people in the community like like drama and definitely there was people. You know, I saw one guy going around posting uh, a screen cap of a comment someone said about lazy gamer and is trying to build a fire with that. And I'm like, cut that up. <laughs> you know, like stop. Like you're not doing anything productive. You're just trying to get people angry and try to start some kind of flame war. Just yeah, just cut it up. I mean, to be fair, there's also an anti-streamer clique on Reddit that basically, if you're a streamer, those people are going to follow you around and insult you. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You know, you know what's funny? There's a, there's a misconception that causes this. Some people think we make tons of money off of this, I think. Like, I think, because I've seen it in the comments, streamers are greedy just trying to get rich. I'm like... I don't think you understand. The money is... You're trying to get rich playing video games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In this video game, I'm all video games. No. Right? Right, exactly. Like, they seem to think we're greedy. It's like, no, like, I spent more money on this game than I made back, to be honest with you. Well, I'm one greedy. of the big guys, and I would make more money if I quit streaming. Like, no, unemployment but... benefits are higher than in- streaming income. Thank Wait, you. You're so greedy, you want to eat and stuff. Yeah, seriously. Like, stop, is this, like, stop doing those things. Didn't someone criticize the gun, right? I could have swore somebody said, yeah, I think on your, um, there's a, somebody took your, your Twitter post and they, someone's like, oh, he can't make a bunch of money. Like, some people seriously are just very anti-streamer. It's kind of like, it's weird. Because they, and I think there's a lot of misconceptions. I think they assume we control everything. We make, like, they think, treat us like we're the 1% in America. And it's like, just just not true. Just keep in mind that many of those people are very young, and to them, like, making $2.50 USD is a big deal. Like, like, if, for example, like, I have 36 subs, well, 36 subs, that's $100? -hmm. So, like, that's, for, for something, for someone who's 12 years old, that's a lot of money. For someone who has to pay rent? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. 
<laughs> no. That's actually like ninety dollars USD. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like ninety six dollars or something like that. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I live in Canada. Like, oh, so transfer ninety. Nice. Don't you and like make more money technically from that conversion rate, right? Okay, but you you, you could say we're all Zimbabwean billionaires, but that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> yes, it does. Red is correct about you guys. You're, you're abusing the uh, conversion system. No, Exchange rate is wonderful <laughs> for me over here in Australia. I sit here praying every day that our economy crashes. <laughs> Wait, one to four? Wait, for one dollar you get four dollars? Not quite. Okay, it's like uh, uh, Australian dollar is stronger than Canadian dollar, right? Uh, last time I checked, it was one twenty six was the conversion rate. Uh, one US okay. dollar was one twenty six, one point two six for USD. Wow, nice! Yeah, yeah. yeah. a little quarter more. Huh? So I, I get about so yeah. What is it? Is CAD, USD to CAD. It's uh, one twenty three USD to CAD. Okay, we're pretty close at the moment then. It used to be one to one, like six years ago it was one to one. I'm actually pretty shocked the American economy is still doing so well. Alright. Uh, <laughs> well, somehow that, that, that that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, we wanna talk about that. Well let me uh, so well speaking of yeah, so it's really, really tough to make yourself an opinion on Reddit because if you, the issue with Reddit is that if you disagree with someone, that person is going to tell you to stop whining. Yeah. So it, it's extremely hard to have a constructive discussion because when you have 50 people on both sides, and no one is right there, like you had the Team Prophecy people and the Vodcast people who hated each other, and it, it, it just devolves into, wow, uh, Vodcasters are assholes who abuse the system. And team prophecies are assholes who abuse the system. And then they just started hating each other and just flinging stuff at each other for, like, multiple days. And yeah. there was never actually a debate about what the hell was going on about Trump and what should be done about it. And that's the interesting thing, because both these things, the team prophecy and the wildcast, were perfectly legal. You know, that were uh, within the Twitch realm of possibility. Okay, that is not an argument. I'm sorry. I, I know, but I'm saying it's if funny. start... If you start stopping, I think that's illegal. You get the U.S. healthcare system. <laughs> okay, here you go. <laughs> Seriously, like I know. Well, like I'm saying is they were illegal, but if the system was broken, fix it. But at the time, people were like raging at each other who was worse. But it's like they're both kind of shitty and they're both illegal though. But they're both a part of a broken kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not those people's faults. It's the like you said. It's the, it's the culture that the drops create in the first place. Like I don't like I don't blame just a lazy gamer for podcasting twenty four seven if that's what's gonna make him money. Like I understand that. Like he's taking advantage of the system, and that's not his fault. Uh, be careful with that. Like no, uh, you can say it's the fault of the system, but it makes yeah. no sense to to say he's taking advantage of the system, but that's not his fault. Yeah, he chose to. There's yeah. a decision there. Like, you like, can't say that. Oh, he's taking he's taking advantage, but it's not his fault. Yeah, it's like sure, sure, sure. Poor, poor, poor verbiage on my part, I suppose. But well, look at it like this. Remember Martin Shkreli? Uh For those who don't know, he's a guy that bought that really like life saving drug that was like fifteen bucks and raised it to three hundred dollars. 
Yeah. What he did was what he did was legal, but yeah. can we blame him for doing that? Yeah, we call him a scumbag yeah. for that. <laughs> like he's abusing the system. The system allows him to. It's broken, for sure. And he highlights that broken system. But what he did <laughs> was you know, so. Yeah, I think in that instance, yeah, I would blame him. You know, he, what he did was legal within the system, but it's still a really shitty move. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it's a conscious decision, and obviously you can't blame Lizzie Gabriel entirely, but, like, there is. Like, if no one vodcasted, there would be no problem. Sure, yes. Yeah, like I said, poor, poor wording on my part. I, I guess the point I'm trying to get at is, is, and I think this is something we basically all agree on, like, it's not... It's, like I said, it's the culture that the, the drops created in the first place. Like, people are going to do what they need to do to get people into their channel. And if that's podcast or if that's host other people and form a team, whatever the case may be, like they're, they're going to do it. And until the system itself is fixed, it's going to continue happening. So now people are just going to run live videos and yeah. not call it a podcast. Like exactly. it's going to happen. Like I said, so, so calling out any one person is, is irrelevant. So yeah, for sure. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. You, you can call out the collective of people. Yeah, and it was very interesting to see that divide. And I think it was kind of silly, kind of disheartening. I was hoping for a conversation. But I do want to say, it's like, some people were so passionate about defending the vodcast and how it's good content and they're good content creators. But I just want to say, some of these names aren't appearing anymore on the list at all. They can't vodcast. Like, it's like they forgot they can still live stream, but they've just given up altogether and it's... <laughs> it's kind of silly to me. Yeah. I don't well, know. Like, well, like I said, re removing the drops from the podcast, I think overall is a net positive. I think it was it was silly that it worked in the first place. But so at least they're taking steps. Um, and like you said, the the directory is much less clogged, full of a bunch of podcast tags now. So and when it, look, it looks better for the game, when I look at the views. We're still at three point six k viewers. So it looks like the massive drop of viewership is turns out. 3.6 people think that was a lie. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, there was a drop. From four, we were at 4,000, but I think 3.46, we hover there. I, I, I checked the numbers. We hover there more. Sometimes we do hit 4K. I think one time we were at 5K when we were going to the Sunday tournaments. That was one time, but typically we're at 4K-ish around this. So we're around the same spot, but we lost what, like a little less than 400, 400 people or so. Who can't tour? Who were AFK anyway? Like I don't want to say losing those people is a good thing, but it's like they probably weren't too interested in the community. If that makes sense. Uh, so I mean, look at the numbers. I guess we can kind of unless anyone has a final piece regarding the vodcast and the drop system change. I think we can move into kind of the state of the game and how <clears throat> all of a sudden a lot of there just seems to be this change uh, on those perception without the competitive scene. You know, uh, Twitch numbers are one thing. We're not even the highest card game anymore outside of Hearthstone. Actually, Gwent, is there even a tournament right now? Yeah, okay, we are. So that's really, that's kind of inflated. And the numbers are a bit of a higher. Aren't inflated? There is. There is a very interesting Gwent tournament going on. With a life coach and uh, I'm going to host life coach after. Not... <laughs> but there seems to be, I mean, we're inflated too for the drop system. So Gwen's number is actually a little more real, to be honest with you. But we're still beating Furia, right? They have 12 viewers. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sorry, but 
12 viewers is not very much. I'm surprised Eternal is so low. 59 viewers, yeah. I mean, it's they're still in beta. They're not marketing it, really. They do, actually, they did a little bit. They, see, they're weird. They're similar to... They're doing the, the bad Bethesda. We're going to get a bunch of uh, popular names to stream, and then nothing after a while. For a while. Like, it's so weird. They'll, mar- they'll market, like Bethesda did, exactly the same way. They'll have some big-time streamers play the game, and then radio silence for months. And it's just, you know, they had Kriparian on, like, a while back. Okay. Uh, and but then nothing. Let's, and, let's play a game. How many, out of those 3,645 3, viewers, how many viewers would there be right now without the drop system? Like, you just saw the drop system yesterday. How many viewers do you have today? We stopped the drop system completely? Yeah. Yes. I think we go down to 2K-ish, to be honest. That's All something. Right. I, 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 say that, I say that. That's being very generous. I'd say less than 50%. Yeah. It's oh, probably I was saying less than 500. Easy. Oh. Yeah, I would say, like, maybe... I, I would have said, like, six, 700 tops. I've always thrown around the number that about 75% of my viewers are AFK drop farmers, like, only there for the drops. And yeah. that's a low percentage. Once you get to, the like, the Team Prophecy guys, they would have had 90% plus. Yeah, I mean, even me, like, like I'm a smaller stream, but when I stream, I have, like... If I have 300 viewers, uh, I have sometimes something like 50 people in chat and like maybe 50 who are actually watching this stream and 250 like they, they don't exist yeah yeah no, that's fair it is kind of weird when you get like gonna get hosted and i'm at a thousand people and like 20 people are talking it's very very odd yeah so when you look at this like i think it's obvious we're a way smaller game than shadowverse yeah, Shadowverse is definitely ahead of us, I'd say. Gwent, Shadowverse... We weren't able to capture the Asian market like Shadowverse, so that's a good conversation for... Well, I guess we're talking about marketing. Mario. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, God. So, I mean, we can't get the weed base. I mean, I've tried, guys. It's my best, but it's kind of... <laughs> but... So, Gwent, if you look at Gwent numbers, they have at least 10 times the number of players we do, and closer to 20 times, I think. Yeah. We're yes, not really in the same league as Gwent. We are definitely in the same league. I'm close, close. crushing us right now. And, you know, part of that is, I think Gwent didn't drop the ball on marketing. They went boom, boom, boom with their things. Okay, okay, okay. Let's dispel the notion that every card game is expected to drop, like, half their budget or, like, more than half their budget in, like, prize fund for tournament. Like, that's, like, what Gwent did is not something that you're supposed to do every time. Like, if you... Like, there's there's a world in which, like, Gwen drops all this money and the game dies in two years. So, as an example right now, Romanesque? Yes. There are currently 5,500 people watching, and I'm aware this was organized by Life Coach instead of City Project Red, but City Project Red could have done it and has done so, that sort of thing in the past. Blizzard did it with Hearthstone. There are currently 5,500 people watching this Gwent tournament. This Gwent tournament is literally eight people flown to Germany, like community creators, the same as Brad and Onya and Jaystar used to do, you know, when they used to invite streamers and do streamer tournaments. Mm-hmm. It is eight people in Germany, and it's pulling an insane number of viewers. And it looks like a great thing for the game, right? This looks yes. like great marketing, and literally the entire cost is a plane ticket and a hotel room for eight people for like three days. So you're telling me if I, we all fly to Australia and just chill in Lynx and do like, like Lynx Slam? 
I'm down for this. Welcome. Yeah, oh, this is <laughs> We're doing the link slam. Trying to, you're all, you're all, you're all invited to the link slam. We're gonna be casting. So I think you can do this. This sort of marketing for very, very cheap. Yeah. Yes. Oh, but, I, I'm aware. I'm just like people look at prize funds for like the the CDPR official tournaments and stuff, and they like it's no one's gonna match that. Like Hearthstone didn't match that. Hearthstone has Hearthstone. It took them years to have significant prize pools, except exactly BlizzCon. Like in C, like in beta Hearthstone they didn't do any tournaments except like the show matches at BlizzCon. And it was ESGN who ended up being super scammers who did all the tournaments for the first six months. Then in the first the first BlizzCon was kind of a big deal, but there was no tournament series of any kind until one and a half years into the games opened beta. Like, one and a half years is a lot of time. People just lose perspective of that because, well, it's been a while and Hearthstone has been the biggest game in terms of CCG for very long. And it's going to be the biggest CCG game that will ever have been for a long time as well and until Blizzard makes another CCG. Okay. I agree. But the issue is that it's not like TSL has one and a half years before doing things. It's yeah. the Blizzard game. You, you, you don't get to wait that long. Absolutely. I think... But I don't think they dropped the ball at some point. Like, we had... We didn't need a huge... I think we were just, like... It was slow. Like, mobile came out slow. Um, like, people were expecting mobile. Didn't mobile come out a month before they will act after they were planning it? I'm pretty sure it was very late. Their marketing... They did some marketing, then they stopped Radio Silence. Then they came back with it, Radio Silence. It's like... Gwent, I'd say, seemed like it was more just consistent. They took the Witcher 3 hype. I mean, I will say their card game had the benefit of existing almost as a prototype in another game. Having uh, It didn't really exist. It was like a, a, a two-hour thing. Uh, you'd be surprised. I played Final Fantasy X and no, no, it I was mean, a minigame. Went in like that was thing. Yeah. Like, they literally made the game in an evening and the game sucked. Like, it's not supposed to be a good game. It's like a, a, a game inside a game. Like, that's the funny a part. A slight upgrade on Dice Poker, if people know the earlier Witcher games. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but it worked, because people seem to enjoy the, the, the game within the game, and they're like, well, it's not positive feedback. I'll tell you what. Right, yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's something that they've recognized already, so yeah. that, and that's, that's part of it. Yes. Yeah, you know, and it'd be cool if, uh, I mean, I played a lot of Final Fantasy X, I don't know, it hit Blitzball, I spent hours on that game inside of the game because it was legit good to me, and if they had made it a separate game, I would have bought that. And I'm sure a lot of people that sentiment, so that's what kind of went is, like, a lot of people like this minigame, it worked, and they said, well, what we made it more in-depth and added a lot more to it, can we make this little minigame better? And people were like, yeah, do it. And they kept so that's so I think they had an advantage over Tesla in my opinion. Like there was no, I mean, if there was a mini game in like Skyrim, imagine I think people had a, like a week, like a more simplistic version of this game within Skyrim. There had been a hype train already and a bit of interest. I will say that, but I also will say, Gwent, you know, they did the marketing right away. They didn't drop the ball at all. They went right into it, and then they started doing tournaments. And they got lucky. The life coach coming over was big for them. Like, my coach saying, yeah, this game's... 
outstanding. I love it. Yada yada. Help them a lot. And now, is Gwent the game that has agreed to support like community tournaments with money? I know there was a card game that said it would do that. Might have been Hand of the Gods, which I guess we'll get into another state of the game that, for some odd reason or the other, this is the card game everyone seems to be. Well, it was Gwent and Hand of the Gods. I heard a lot of people, I know a lot of top players I've spoken to streamers, uh, well, not streamers, but high legend players who were like, yeah, they stopped by and mentioned, yeah, I'm going to play Gwent, tournament this, tournament that, pro ladder, which is amazing. And then Smite Hand of the Gods has, by Hi-Rez, who has money made from the game Smite, which is a MOBA. Um, I have also has also played that, and they're kind of just, you know, that's the game everyone's switching to. It seems I saw Justin Larson post about it on Twitter. I know several people. I know Linkspin streaming get I streamed it the other day. People really seem to get into the game. Reminds me of a lot of the game called Duelist, which I don't even have followed anymore. Can give up on the game, but <laughs> the I mean. How much pressure is Bethesda feeling? What do you guys think? Thoughts on that? I mean, they're feeling zero pressure. Like, why would they care? Like, mm. honestly. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's sad. I definitely agree with Roman there. Like, I think at this point, it's reasonably clear that they either don't have... Don't give a fuck. You know, it, it, yeah, like, not, not that they don't <laughs> care at all, but that their intentions for the game are much different than what the community wants their intentions for the game to be. So they really don't care. This is, you know, probably as far as they're concerned, just a holdover and a money grab until they release a new actual Elder Scrolls game. Like, because that's what the people really want. Yeah. I think it, like, this game was either expected to be huge or fail, but then it's somewhere in between, so they don't really care. You know, if it didn't, they were hoping, like, if it blew up, it blew up. If it didn't, no, I mean, the overhead cost of a card game compared to their other games, their other IPs, is no big deal, you know? So I well, think... Hmm? Uh, well, yeah. like, you, you have to keep in mind that even, like, people will look at things CDPR does, and they don't realize that Gwent is CDPR's, like, first real shot at being, like, something more than the people who do The Witcher. Like, yeah, that's all about 2009. They have another game in production. Yes, yeah, they, but, they yeah. have, but, like, Gwent is, like, their main focus, yeah, first yeah. main attempt at, desert, at diversifying. And, like, obviously they're going to want this to succeed because it's really central to their business plan for the next <laughs> multiple years. There's no way TSL is central to Bethesda's business plan in any time frame. Yeah, that's actually an outstanding part, and I agree a lot. Um, if you think about these companies, Hand of the Gods, High Res, they have very few projects. They have Smite, which is a really, a really top-tier mobile, I believe. They have Paladins, which is actually doing decent, I believe, as well. And now they have Hand of the Gods, and there's like their focus is on that split. And I guess with being a smaller company than Bethesda, more vested interest in the success of each IP. Like Bethesda, they have they have the people who make Quake, right? There's a whole Quake con, like that damn game has a con, a con, right? Like that's how good it is. There's people who made the Elder Scrolls, the Elder Scrolls series. People love that. They have Fallout. They have Doom. They have these big IPs that are always just going to be 
superb, so they can take one of their IPs, like Elder Scrolls, and try to make an offshoot of that, and they can go, I don't want to say half-hearted effort, because they contracted the boys at Direwolf Digital, they knew they, they got card game specialists, but it shows that, uh, you know, that people are, sorry about this, it's definitely not a focal point like the other companies, because they have so much else going on, I don't know who makes Shadowverse, but I don't, I wouldn't touch that, because I don't know much information, but I imagine they may be a smaller company, because Shadowverse started off in mobile first, before it came to PC ported, so it seems like this company kind of focused, and they saw an opportunity for growth, and went for it. But, yeah, it's definitely seeming like, does Bethesda care, is the question. We are one week away from Solid Age's big announcement. If you'll remember, so this will be about the fifth or sixth time Bethesda's come up with, we have an announcement coming, look, there's big things, there's our, I'm excited, you guys will be excited, you know, big growth. Um, Solid Age, end of September, was Solid Age's last of these promises. So we'll see, maybe this one will turn out. Maybe there's, there is something big and we'll all sit here looking very, very foolish and say, wow. Uh, I really hope that's the case. My thing, okay, here's my thing. Their hype team sucks. I'm sorry, but I didn't even know about this big announcement. I would love to see, like, a big announcement, maybe a little bit of spoiler information. I hate this whole, in two months, we'll tell you something interesting. It's like, and people forget, because he was trying to spam their shorts. They probably should have like, hey guys, don't forget about this, or I'm assuming the next adventure is going to be an announcement. He specifically said our plans for the future of the game and competitive scene. Oh, competitive scene. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's uh, what he said uh, on Reddit, right? Unless yeah, I'm misremembering things really yeah, horribly. He did say that, and it's true that I'm looking forward to this. I could use a few new t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> a few new t-shirts? Hey, man. <laughs> Of uh, swag, <laughs> they're shutting down. I mean, the announcement will be they're shutting down this game and making a Fallout card game. Because everyone knows that IP is just better now. But uh, uh, it's like uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll do so competitive scene announcements. Well, the how do you guys feel about the first competitive scene with the partnering thing? Our partnering, partner, I can't speak. Partnering with uh, ESL and how that tournament was. Done. I personally was a kind of disappointed. I was really excited to see we officially partnered with the Elder School Legends to provide, you know, a new a new thing. Uh, no tournament stream, a low prize pool. What? How did Bethesda partner with them? What did they do? What is, you know, just kind of this offshoot tournament? I mean, hundred a hundred euro. I guess is not the worst prize pool, but <laughs> for a partner for the official. Partly partner tournament, I would have expected it to have it more. I mean, I'm streaming it on my channel, and the ESL guys have spoken with them, and they all seem like a great team, and really glad to be working with them. But I'm kind of looking more at Bethesda, like, why is this? What's going on? I mean, you have to be careful uh, in terms of what Bethesda is doing. Like, it, it's obvious that. To a degree, they are trying. Like with like, they release a bunch of content at the same time when things started going uh, pretty bad. They found the Twitch drop thing. They implemented them pretty quickly when it was needed. 
now they're trying to do something for the tournament scene and they're partnering with the people which make the most sense for them to partner, which is ESL, which they have worked yeah. with before. Uh, so, like, they're trying, right? And this is something that, like, I don't think it's constructive to blast them for trying to do something for tournaments. Uh, I don't like the ESL tournaments. I refuse to play in them because I think the format is dumb. Uh, I think that ESL has no idea how to uh, how like this kind of card games works in terms of format. Like I don't think the person who like organizes them has played the game a significant amount. Uh, and I think that's fine. I think this is things that they can iron out over time. Uh, I'm looking forward to a tournament that makes me want to play in it. Uh, I haven't given up on that. Uh, I think it's better than nothing. I think 100 euros weekly is still a significant amount of money. It's not a lot of money, but it's not zero. It's better than two packs. And, well, I just hope that they take the feedback of people uh, because I feel like you're trying to have a very special format, but it's not working. Yeah. I see. I wasn't trying to blast them. I'm just saying it's kind of weird that, like, the setup. And I'm surprised. I mean, I don't want to say... <laughs> That's how to put this. I don't want to say like the Elder Scroll Championship Series have been partnered over them, but I think supporting community tournaments as well. I think the partnership with ESL is a great first up. Hey, I cast for them. I talked. I actually work with the ESL dudes, and they're pretty awesome how they handle everything, and they are very open to working. So another thing, I guess, on a side note, if you interested, they do have straight up a feedback page that you can actually access, and they and give them feedback and they're interested. So definitely, let me find that actually, link it in here because they are actually interested in your feedback. They've said it before, so they're definitely willing to adjust their, you know, their methods. So I want to post that in the chat. So if you have a, any critique, whether even if it's my casting, you can post it here, you can message me, or you can shoot them about tournament structure and they are willing to work with you. They said it before. So I think, you know, very early budding tournament scene, this feedback is very critical and important towards building it. But I just expect, I don't know, I mean, I guess, I mean, I would like to see them put a grand up with Bethesda, you know, like Bethesda put a grand. Of course, people are complaining about Quake getting that, but of course, Quake has been, it's not a new IP, it's not a spinoff of IP, it's their, you know, it's been around, again, it has its own con, you know, convention, people groping up. Sorry. <laughs> Quake got a million dollars, though. A million. Tell me you can't knock 1,000 off of that million. <laughs> and that means that's literally the claim that Quake is, what, 10,000 times bigger than our game? Is that really true? I believe it. I mean, it's, been, it's, it's a following, dude. It's been around for a long time. It's a, I mean, it's, a, it's an established fan base. It's, a thing. it's been around for years. And the newest version may not have all the crazy... Hype is still in beta, but it's Quake's been around. And like I said, when we're our, turn our first like live tournament was at Quake Con. That's right, it was Quake Con. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it, we were a ESL's tournament was hosted as a guest in this convention. We did have a two thousand dollar tournament, yes, Tesla tournament, but that was at Quake Con for the Quake thing, and most people were there for Quake. Other Bethesda games were going to be promoted, because why not? Cross-promotion's awesome. But Quake is, is a bigger game. 
at a moment. So it's easier to trust. You know, when it's easy, I think it's easier. That makes sense. It's easier to dump money into the established game. They know they have a following. They know they have tons of people waiting for it in the Quake game who are waiting for it. So they're the great Quake champions. I believe it's the new game. I was following it because it looked interesting, actually. Even I looked at it and it looked really interesting. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the other, th- I mean, the other thing that you have to take into consideration is the announcement that Link was talking about earlier, and and maybe that's part of why the support for the ESO tournament is is so low. Is that maybe they do have something big coming down the pipe and can't afford to pump money into this into the third party tournament system? So, <laughs> I mean, it's I, I I hear you, Roman. Like it's it's optimistic, but I mean, maybe we don't know. They haven't made the announcement yet. I One feel week. like they would have. Well, I mean, they, that's their style, right? Like, they, uh, they changed it up how they announced. Do you remember when you should get patch notes before the patch came out? Yeah. You, know, you get the surprise factor of them after? It yeah, seems they're announced. Sense. It doesn't for me. I'd rather have the patch. But for me, it, it was more interesting to see the changes beforehand as opposed to afterhand. But perhaps I'm just weird and most people did fully the other way. I could be wrong. What if they don't know what they're going to do before the patch? <laughs> I, have faith, I have a lot of faith in Direwolf. I really think they're great game designers, so... <laughs> I think they you know, had a, a solid plan of, of their research and data. I want it to believe. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like their hype team's just not fielding hype. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Direwolf has done a bang-up job. They've created a great game, but yeah, the on Bethesda's end, there's there's a lot lacking for sure. Well, I mean, I feel like there are things they could have done worse. Like they could have hired Dazer as their community manager. Do that? No, 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 no! Taking shots at other people. Come on! <laughs> I'm not taking shots at anyone. I'm just giving an example. Like they could have done something. Else. Like you have to recognize that. Like I think Dazer would actually be a great community manager compared to what we're getting. I think Dazer would be pretty active. He's very vocal even now. He doesn't play anymore, but he's pretty vocal. So I think we get a bit more interaction. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think Bethesda have been very vocal. Like the problem is not that they're not communicating. I think like they they, ha- they have had people in Reddit for a long time. Uh, they have given the. F- it's obvious that these people give the feedback that they can give. I think that J staff G staff is doing a decent job. Mm-hmm. I think Solid Age is overall someone that's very communicative. Uh, then again, doesn't make the decision. He does make decisions for Twitch drops, but not for a like, game itself. You know. Yeah, yeah. So like, you can't really expect them to do more than tell you what they can do. I think that communication-wise, they've been doing a decent job. It's just that they don't have much to communicate. I agree. They're pretty good at like actually targeting threads. They even made the change on Reddit to showing when there's a Bethesda post on the thread. I thought it was pretty cool that change. That's a way to show that they are. Not only does it show that they're talking, but hey, they're, they're talking. So, and even in the, uh, I felt bad for Solid Age because he was trying to communicate in a logical manner to some people who were just trying to flame him in that big <laughs> announcement thread. I felt, I felt really bad for him. He was trying to sit there and like help them and be a community manager, and then he just got flamed. I'm like, <laughs> like well, he, 
He's, giving, he's being a good dude. He's being attacked by these kids. I'm like, come on. Well, that's, that's Reddit for you, though. It, it, it's like, yeah. You can't win with Reddit. Like. But, but you know, when you see a guy like trying to talk with you, and like he's, he didn't have to answer your uh, flaming, but he's like, hey, you know, I, I, want to, I want you to feel good about this. Flame more. <laughs> Jim, Jim, if they announced a $100,000... Uh, like buy a monthly tournament, like with qualifiers and stuff based on ladder. Okay, someone the first comment would be, "Yeah, just do this and don't fix scout, and then everyone will play." <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're not wrong. They still get flames. But it's, but it's just. What did you kind of feel like? Kind of sad. Like you see him go and try to have a conversation. Like they say, like these people say some like something ridiculous instead of just like brushing it off. He actually tried to engage them and got flamed more for it. It was like, damn, dude, I'm sorry. He tried your best. Well, it's it's because of Scout. You know, like, <laughs> if they talk about game balance, people complain about tournaments. Yeah. If they complain about tournaments, they talk about game balance. Like, there's no, there's no winning. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know, no matter what, they're going to get flamed. And they're just kind of like... Like, <laughs> and like, it wasn't like he's he was like, explaining to how they're not even pulling drops away from vodkas completely and still got flamed. And one and like and then somehow people blame the streamers for this, like which to be fair, the streamers were pretty vocal, many were pretty vocal about uh, their uh People forget <laughs> people forget that like in November when the best deck in the game was probably Merrick that control made all powerful, and that scout was pretty good, and that very slow mid-range decks were powerful as well, and the only archetype that no one was playing was aggro, like phase decks. Like, there was a daily thread on Reddit saying that aggro was broken, and everyone was playing aggro, and that Lyral had to fix aggro, otherwise no one would ever play the game again. So they wanted the oppressive decks to be buffed because they weren't aggro. And, like, that is really what convinced me that there's nothing to do with Reddit. Like, it's never, ever, ever going to be a constructive feedback place. The Reddit balancing team killed my slaughterfish. Bible thump. <laughs> Feels to be bad. Fair, slaughterfish was a good card. <laughs> slaughtered fish. Yeah. Slaughterfish got slaughtered now. <laughs> but uh, but I will say I do enjoy the balance on all ladders. Right, some like some cards we don't see like uh, Commander Mage. As much as it was annoying at high levels, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. But it was nice to see at lower levels. They're like, all right, well, since that's everywhere, <laughs> let's fix that. So wait, apparently people are complaining about the volume, despite. Me, let me see. Let me just adjust everyone up. I'm just gonna raise your volume all up. I, I will always be the quiet one, so <laughs> let's see. If I that have works. serious microphone issues these days. I uh, can't the up just link. I think I can't. Luckily, I'm going, I have a program to level eight this hmm. on Discord. You can increase just my volume. Oh, yeah, I can. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, look, he has a program to do that. Let me do that. Raise link up. Alright, people want to fix Ashlander? That's hilarious. Um, that card. Is that broken? I mean, I, I mean, think if, it, if it worked the way it was supposed to, it'd be nice. Really? It's no, I don't think it's really going to change the amount of play the card sees. The problem with Ashlander, it's like, 
it's, it seems so little play that it's like, oh, is that card bugged? Because the one, the two times I've seen it lately, it worked both times. <laughs> but it doesn't work all the time. Ooh, speaking of what, another bug was discovered at the tournament. If Did you know that sometimes if you ward a silent creature, it won't get ward? With like Wardcrafter? Uh, that's a bug. So, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah that actually, unfortunately, I just saw that at the tournament the other day, and I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> During a tournament, you get a bug like that's kind of game-breaking. So, I'm very unfortunate for that player. I was going to get a key card warded, which, of course, would have been... Which ward is a powerful keyword. It would have affected things, unfortunately, that... Uh, that's not the case. I'm going to raise you guys up a little more, too. Unfortunately, though, we are going to uh, suffer from that. But continuing on, I guess the state of the game is... One question is, why is Smite Tactics or Hand of the Gods the game everyone's running to? I guess because it's new and has a tournament scene, while you can break into the scene early, is why people are interested in the game. They're giving out $15,000 a month. Yeah. Yeah, okay, not true. That is some sweet cash. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's brand new, and it already has, like, way, way, way more support than than Test Legends does. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't personally tried it yet, but I plan to. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty fun game. It's very similar to Duelist. I mean, I'm one of the few people who came over here from Duelist, so I think <laughs> not so many people know what I mean when I say that game, but just give them time to fix it. Ashlander, yeah, they'll fix Ashlander one day. <laughs> if anyone cares. Uh, but I think, let's see, I mean, that is the game people are migrating to. I think we got a good look. So what do you think? Let's see. So state of the game right now, I would say is healthy, but teetering on, oh no, so maybe not healthy, teetering on, <laughs> let me take that back, teetering on crashing and burning, and everyone kind of dipping out to other games to have the potential to teeter the other way and be something outstanding. But I guess this big announcement in one week is going to be the decisive factor, right? Whatever is said, whatever is done, this will be the this will be the key uh, thing. Good news, guys. We've got constructed Arena 2.0. Oh, we're doing a arena tournament, a draft format tournament. <laughs> we're going to do arena tournaments now for two packs. The prize pool is two packs. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So I think we've come back to the state of the game. We all kind of agree it's teetering. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, well, you can you can look at the the drop, uh, not the drop, the, the statistics on Steam, and you can see it's dropping pretty steadily. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like obviously you expect this after release, but like it's not like it's gonna stop dropping anytime soon unless something happens. Yeah, I can agree with that. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm reading chat and it's great. There's some comedians in here <laughs> referencing, "Hey guys, we're updating premium card art." Could you imagine? That was the announcement. No, but he did specifically state regarding the. Uh, the uh, the uh, tournament competitive scene, scene, competitive scene. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna get a gauntlet of points that matter. <laughs> Turns competition, competitive gauntlet series. Oh, All, yeah. right. <laughs> All right, 
But not only that's a good testing thing, they even had a leaderboard now, so they're testing that. They can have a tournament leaderboard at the, for the end of the month to see how much points you get for doing well in Dauntlet and Ladder and maybe other tournaments. Mm-hmm. So that is a step in the right direction. There's some infrastructure there set up already. So it's looking okay. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, as far as the state of the game itself, it is fine. Like, yeah. it's a good game. I think the metagame is in a fine spot right now. <laughs> uh, like I said, the, the thing that <laughs> the game as a whole obviously needs is to continue growing. And without a tournament scene, I don't really see how that happens. So we'll see. Yeah, that is the final piece of the puzzle, right? Get a tournament scene, get that going. Oh, get tournament scene going, get... I mean, it's all there, it's all there. I think, uh, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, I don't think there is anything you can do. I think this is the peak. Yeah. Games don't grow, like, that's not how video games work. There isn't a game in history that's been out for a year and suddenly started growing. Games all decline over time. Yeah. So, I think we're peaked. Peaked? All right. So, I'm a pessimist. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I like your view. I like your view. Like, it's good to have that other view. I, see, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. Look, if you take a game like Hearthstone, that has been continuously growing since it was released. Yeah, like, that's because it's the biggest game, though. You know, it's kind of a weird thing. Oh, like, granted. I mean, it's, like, it is what magic is to you know physical card games like it was the very first and still the most popular and still continues to grow today Uh, but that doesn't mean that you know when pokemon came out or Yu-Gi-Oh came out that those games didn't grow over time either i mean i I feel like Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon are both bigger than i can definitely say they're bigger i think pokemon's online game is probably bigger than us push numbers don't show it but i actually think there's a huge pokemon base it seems to be that's a side note yeah, I, I'm. I'm just saying that I, I don't. I don't think it's true that games can't grow just because they've been out for some time. Well, I concur. I believe they can grow, but tournament scene's going to make it break it. This announcement's going to be big, right? So, one depending on how they implement the tournament, that will I think will be a huge factor because it's it's like a it's hit or miss. It's going to be hit or miss. People are gonna, either going to love it and like, yep, this is what we needed. Perfect tournament setting. This is fair. This is awesome. Or, on the flip side, people are going to be like, well, this was totally a letdown, don't care much for this, this is lame, and it, it burns. So, it's going to be hit or miss. There is no in-between, is how I'm looking at it. And, yeah, so, Romanus, your thoughts? Are you going to be kind of quiet? Do you think? Stay out of the game. Instead of a game, I mean, I think I've been kind of vocal through this podcast. Yeah, I know, podcast but like, fine, we're just doing a final thought, like, the final... Okay, my final thought about the state of the game. Well, I don't think... I, I agree with Link that at least small games, like, small games don't grow. So this basically means that what you can do is you can manage... Uh, what's the opposite of growth? Decline? Yeah. You can try to manage the decline, and if you like, can retain enough players to have the game work, then it can be fine for a good while. The problem is that the game never reached a level at which people could actually afford to play it on a competitive level, and if it hadn't happened by now, it will never happen, unfortunately. Which means that the game will always be like this 
Johnny sandbox casual friendly game, which is completely fine. It's just it's not reasonable to expect a tournament scene from a game that's not designed for competition. Oh, excellent point. Alright. So uh, this aspect of the podcast and I believe they up for our questioning. So I'll leave a few minutes for people to ask questions, uh from any of the guests or myself or general questions you want to throw out there for the next few minutes. So while you're typing your questions and generating some thoughts and ideas, let me catch up on chats and see. Pack of premium cards, put them in a bundle. What is so hard about creating a pack of exclusive premium cards, putting them in a bundle, placing the store, and 25% sales go to funding a tassel attorney? Hmm, okay. Well, they do do the pack of premium cards. I know the premium Hive Defender came with other things, like Crushing Blow and all that from the Prince pack. Then there was the starter pack that gives you the premium, like, Sharpshooter Scout, what's his name, Black Sub Protector, and uh, an Orc. So, that's just that. What do, you, what do you think the next monthly card color is? Uh, spell sword card. I strongly believe it's going to be a spell sword card. Yeah, it'll be a four mana two two gain one max magicka with the intention of helping other ramp archetypes instead of just scout. It's also draw a card cap, <laughs> fixing everything <laughs> control spell sword ever needed. You get some ramp, you get card draw, <laughs> boom. Is this going to be called the fixer too? It's going to be a imperial called the fixer. So, uh, but we did a podcast about identity of the classes for people seeing a draw engine for spell sword. As much as I love control spell sword, if they were to make a spell sword card, it'd probably be token oriented because that's kind of the identity. Right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just weird that all the other token decks are better. <laughs> Not really. They have reach. I mean, no, no, no. I'm saying I, I understand from from yeah. the. The, the game standpoint, why yeah. those decks are better, but it's just strange in that token is supposed to be, or spell sword is supposed to be the token class, and it is worse than the others. It's simple, really. You take Barbus, you make him a spell sword only card, and no longer make him a unique legendary, and call it Daedra Dog, and now you can have three Barbuses in spell sword only. That charge. Barbusai. Barbusai. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a Barbusai. I apologize. You get the Barbusai. <laughs> And then you come in, you can draw a card because the fetch ability becomes draw a card instead. Or you get a guard or you get a charge. You get reach. And suddenly Skull Sword has this incredible tool. We can lower his cost of four mana <laughs> just because it's Skull Sword. And you know, because neutral cards are meant to be weaker, but class only cards are actually supposed to be ahead of the expectation, so to speak. Right, yeah, exactly. Danger Dog is a four mana, three three. Draw a card instead of random danger. So draw a card or charge or guard. Bam. Danger dog fixes spell sword. GG. Uh, problem. Oh. <laughs> spell sword is infixable. Okay. You gotta believe. You gotta believe. All right, I, don't think, I don't think it's fixable with one card. Wait. Fruel has a comment. Just to spoil this podcast, the news will be at least about some new cards. Okay, so it's about tournament and new cards, perhaps? I do know that Adventures probably do. I'm assuming it's Dawnguard. If you played uh, Skyrim, it's probably going to be Vampire Werewolf and Vampire Werewolf Hunter related. 
So let's see, cosmic. So yeah, so new cards. So I believe new cards and a tournament scene. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they date that. Because of course, with new cards, they want to push the tournament scene announcement back, right? They want to say, all right, well, this is a new expansion, and during that expansion, we're doing a tournament. Although that may not be a bad thing. Kind of a set release tournament, almost like to celebrate the new quick set. We're hosting a tournament with these cards, but let's see. Cosmic Octopi. Read some earlier comments made on the cast, I think by Romanesque. Why is it too late for the game to grow a pro slash competitive scene? Uh, that was targeted at Romanesque. Why do you think it may be too late? Oh, it's not that it's too late, it's that when you make a game, you have plans for it. And if you have plans for a competitive scene in a for a game that you don't really give much support for the first eight months of its ex- of its existence, you don't wait another eight months after this to announce something that's going to happen eight months after this because that's twenty four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's just that if you had like you don't suddenly change your mind and develop a competitive scene for a game, you either want one like, for example, uh, Gwen does, or you don't like Shadowverse does. And that's fine, but it's a decision that you make, and, well, the decision has been made, which is fine. It's not that it's too late to make a decision, it's just that if it were to be made, it would have been made a long time ago. Okay, yeah. I can concur with, concur with 100%, like... There's usually a plan. It almost seemed like they were doing it off the whim with this. Right, and and they very well may be. I mean, that's the thing, if... You know, in their initial design and vision of the game, they didn't plan on having a competitive scene, but through community feedback, have determined that that's something that the players want. Then, sure, it makes sense to try and implement it. Whether or not that's going to save the game or not is another story, but we'll see. Well, the thing is, if they don't know if it's going to save the game, it's hard to point it as a good investment. Oh, and then that's the thing. I'm not saying it is a good investment. I, I mean, th- th- <laughs> there's just no way to know. Like, I- I'm just saying. Just because that may not have been part of their initial vision doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense for them to try and save their game based on what the community is asking for. Yes, but the thing that worries me is that you're by far the most optimistic person here. And <laughs> that's, you're that's thinking, a, that's you're saying you true. don't know if it's a good investment. <laughs> but hey, listen, that's why I want everyone here. We have a spectrum going on. We got a link on the pessimist in, and then we got Honey Tea on the like optimist. So what, I'm, I'm on the whitey end again? You're on the right side of that, so you're closer to Link, further from Honey, and then I'm the closer to Honey, further from Link. So, so yeah, you're like, neither you are doomsaying, but the spectrum is definitely like, you know, two people are happier about the game, or are hope, more hopeful than the game the others. But I think we're all pretty realistic. <laughs> Maybe not whining, more like preaching. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't think any of us are going to be surprised if the game. <laughs> I agree. I like <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I don't think any of the four of us are going to be surprised if the game dies, dies at some point in the future. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's a safe statement. What if the announcement was, "Hey guys, unfortunately, we feel like the game does not need explanations. We'll be shutting the service down in two months." I wouldn't. I'd say I'm cautiously optimistic. If if Bethesda announces a tournament series with 
a big prize pool compar- comparable to like what Gwen did, I, I will post nudes. We have this recorded. We've got the tape. I swear, I swear, I'm going to, if they do a big ass tournament, I'm going to put this on Reddit, on Facebook, and Twitter, and Romanesque time to keep up. You heard this, right? We have it all recorded. There's no going back now. There's no going back now. We have this. Somebody clip that. Somebody clip that. I want to add to that. If, if if Bethesda flies Romanesque and I is out as two major community members to any sort of event, uh, I'll join him. Everyone clip these, make these clips, please. <laughs> this is... Romanesque or I ever get like paid trip by Bethesda to the same damn event? Done. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. I heard. I hope I'm going to send this to Bethesda. Actually, I think that's going to be some great motivation. Like, <laughs> Pete Hines is watching. Hey Pete, hey Uncle Pete, check this out. I think this is great for the community. We'll have a we'll have more like it's going to be a hype too. Like here's Link and Romanes Bucknick. Oh God, <laughs> there's no one going back, guys. The hats in. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Alright, Honey T, your turn. My daughter was asking. Oh, am I supposed to send nudes to you? Sure, why not? <laughs> Alright. I can, I can take off my shirt on stream, right? Uh, no, you cannot. That's legal now? No? No, you, can only, you don't have a tank top. Ah. Uh, <laughs> here, I'll send nudes too. Why not? Alright, here three of them will be sending nudes if this happens. <laughs> and then you have to rename the podcast appropriately. <laughs> the naked, the naked Argonian podcast, maybe naked Kajit, nude Kajit podcast, something clever. Lusty Argonian streamer. Hmm? The lusty Argonian streamer. Yeah, lusty Argonian stream. Yeah. Oh, hot, hot steamy stream. Oh god. I will be honest. I feel pretty safe. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. They announce it tomorrow. We're hosting a big tournament. Awesome. We would like to fly several community members out. We reach, you get the email. Hey, Link, we we thought about <laughs> we thought about you and Roman would be great for a cast. What do you say? And then you're like, and then Link's just gonna like, fuck. <laughs> oh, Jay below heaven. You're the handsome man here. Where's your news promise? Tell you what. If I get flown out to any official events, <laughs> I'll do how post news. Why not? Why not? Uh, <laughs> actually, I should probably link myself to someone. Tell you what, if you fly me and Etronok, Etronok out, then I'll <laughs> Super safe. <laughs> All right. Don't worry, guys. Uh, if if we ever end up with gym class hero in the same building, we'll just strip him in his sleep and take photos for him. That's fine. <laughs> Don't yourself run from everyone. Trust no one at the events. Good to know. Good to know. Alright, so I think that's all the questions. I'm glad the last bit of this descended into uh promises of nudity. So we have some motivation from the I'll send this this last chunk to them. And I think they there we go, Axdorf. We'll do a, a streamer nude calendar, which I'm sure everyone just rips out the pages of us and just keep pies or something. But all right, all right. Thank you all for joining me as always. I like to thank my guests, Honey Tea, Romanesque, Turquoise Link, 
for coming out here, especially on short notice. I think like, asked Link like last night, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, dude, you want to on Twitter, on Twitch, honey, Tino, my sorry, my solid, solid ninety minutes of warning." Okay. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I was like, hey, man, what's up? And, yeah, he's like, sure, why not? So that's cool. Really appreciate that. Romance and Honey are often in my Discord, so I was able to reach out to them to uh, come out and do this podcast. So I was a lot to say thank you, too, as well, because it was a pretty short notice as well. Uh, so that's pretty outstanding. <laughs> and I think all the viewers for coming out listening to this, no matter how silly or crazy it got, I uh, really appreciate all the supports and people who toss follows, had notification off just for the sake of things. Alright, so this should be uh, a thank you. I guess I'll end with a question of the week. Not gonna lie, I didn't think of one, but I guess I'll ask the community. Question of the week is What is the state of the game? In your eyes. Boom. I'll post it on Twitter. Let's get to that. So thank you all. Reddit hasn't posted that, hasn't discussed that enough. (laughs) (laughs) But this time it's a constructive podcast question. (laughs) Voted question of the week. (laughs) And thank you all for joining uh, the Elder School Legend podcast. I'm your host as always, Jim Class Hero. Thank you, goodbye, and I love you.